Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the show where we keep it real to real. In January 2023, cruising in on our six-year anniversary soon, we celebrate the life and times of Angela Lansbury. We look at some of her famous and not-so-famous stuff. Today we talk about The Court Gesture. Mm-hmm. And this was suggested by our friend Michael by the uh, Quitatus Factor, who um, you know, who I was on his show a little bit ago, and um, how do you spell that? Uh, it's Q U I D D I T A S, and uh, you know he was actually really cool. Had a really good conversation with him. Uh, he recommended this one, and he's actually he may come on in a few weeks to actually talk a little bit more about it from his own perspective. Um, but this one uh, here, oh, by the way, I'm Nick. And I'm Kaz. And, and uh, Dan and Joss hopefully be back next week. Um, soon. Yeah, they're unfortunately not feeling that great, so we're we're doing this from our own uh, little home here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this one, um, the Court Jester 1956, I actually found some really interesting things here. Came out January twenty seventh, nineteen fifty six. Do you know how much a movie ticket was in nineteen fifty six? Um, a dollar. No, you're five dollars. No, fifty cents was the average in the oh U.S. Oh my god, I was gonna go lower, but I, yeah. I didn't know if that sounded cartoonish, yeah. like eighteen hundreds money. <laughs> yeah, average was fifty cents, and um, in the minimum wage in nineteen fifty six was one dollar an hour. So it just it's different. Price of popcorn was a was a dime. Oh boy! On average, so kind of weird, kind of weird, and um, yeah. So there's that. And this movie itself was I I enjoyed this. Yeah, it was it was better than I thought. Yeah, although um, it ended abruptly, but we're kind of used to that. Yeah, it. Definitely ends abruptly, but it also gave me a feeling like it might have been a double feature huh. in some ways because um, ones that are double features, like okay, they end because the next movies the next movie starts now. Mm. Yeah, or it just that's the way I felt with it. But what did uh, what are your thoughts initially? Um. Well, Jenny K can sing very well, and I'm like. Wasn't that the guy who sang some of the a song or two in the Fallout games? That was easy <laughs> if you wanted to listen to the radio station. <laughs> you know, I I actually I forgot that you even said that. I I really did. It, it's it this one. I thought. I mean, I was a little bit like, okay, I'll see kind of what it is. But the best part of this is the wordplay. <laughs> yeah, like uh, well, although with the whole. Dragon flagrin thing. I'm just like, okay, what are you doing? You're not even saying things anymore, yeah. are you? <laughs> I think you are, but why? It, it's not that hard to remember the, you know, the thing on yeah. the other thing that rhymes with the thing. <laughs> okay, I guess I just. But also with nerves, and they're both <sighs> ending at the end of their, you know, one of them may die, and it's just, you know, they're. I still. This movie was written and directed by uh, Melvin Frank and Norman Panama. Now, I didn't look at anything on either one of these, but the name Norman Panama just kind of sounds like it's an alias, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Starring, you know, Angela Lansbury plays a very, very minor role, but it's probably the most well-known out of all this. Uh, Danny Kaye, uh, Glennis Johns, and Basil Rathborn. And Cecil Parker as well. Rathbone, yeah, sorry. But, um. Born of the Wrath! Yeah. Ha ha ha! And, uh, also has, uh, Alan Napier, who was the, um. <laughs> Alan Napier, who was the original, uh, shit. It was, um, Alfred. As well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. When I saw him there, I'm like, wait, is that. No way, that is that. They had to list Batman twice. Yeah. If you look, maybe they were talking about the TV show and the movie, or was just, or is it just that cool? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is. 
Um, if you, it's actually really interesting if you use the X-ray feature. If you watch this on Amazon, it is it's pretty interesting. Uh, when you see that, I'm like, wait, he's in, look, he looks a little familiar. That's Alan Napier. That's Alfred. That's the original Alfred from the uh, Adam West Batman series. Uh, yeah, so written directed was for Paramount Pictures. Here's released in Technicolor and Vista Vision. Ooh. Uh, do you remember what Vista Vision is? Mm, some kind of widescreen movie shit? That's basically it. Yeah. It's Vista Vision. It's just the, um, the movie screens that would have the little bars on the side. Or have that in CinemaScope. Basically, it was saying it was the entirety of the full screen. So you could see all of it. Um, this movie was an absolute flop. I mean, it was four million dollars when it was when it was released for a budget, one hundred one minutes, and it only made two point two million dollars back. Um, but you know, it has actually grown for a classic, and it actually becomes it's one of the. Um, in 2004, it was selected for 20 with 25 films into the Library of Congress, and uh, that actually sets it up. And it is really, really good. I think really because Angela Lansbury's, uh, you know, um, her general goodness and everything, um, and the way she is in general, you know, having a longevity, and also with Betty White as well. The two of them were, you know, were alive for so long and still working. You know, um, oh, if you're wondering from Fallout, it's the song the called Civilization. That was the one with Danny Kaye in it. Dig, oh, dig, all right. Dig. Um, so the movie starts with uh, King Roderick the Tyrant. Good name, right? <laughs> yeah. Are, are you sure it's not an ironic nickname? Yeah. <laughs> but he's having to send Lord Raven, Ravenhouse to slaughter the royal family and usurp the throne. The Black Fox and his band of rebels rescue the true king, who's an infant, with a purple pumpernel. Which is or, a flower. Yeah. On his butt. With a bumper stick. <laughs> it just... <laughs> it's so perfect. I, I think they should make sure the kid wasn't tattooed or something. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you should be crawling away with the stone of shame, apparently. Or, <laughs> the stone cutters. You know, like, wait. Some has, stone cutter yeah. shit. Yes, oh yeah, that's just a birthmark. <laughs> Wait, he is the chosen one. Put remove the stone of shame and attach the stone of uh <laughs> the stone of courage. Whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So they harass Roderick and his men while guarding the baby and Lords Broderick, Finstall and Pertwee. You really want to have the third doctor in that one. <laughs> Convinces the king to seek an alliance with Sir Griswold of Mackelwyn and offers him Roderick's daughter and Gwendolyn in marriage. Gwendolyn is, is uh, Angela Lansbury. And she ain't having it. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like a mean role in this, y'all. Yeah. Like, okay, if... I mean, if, she's not... I mean, technically, your father is worse if, if he ordered... The whole family murdered, but she's still a bitch in this. Yeah, and I was just like wondering how did how did Griselda, the so called the witch, and uh, she hypnotizes people and stuff. How did she get into this court with uh, Gwendolyn always threatening to kill her and shit, and people being like, "Ah, the witch." Uh. If she's got powers, don't shit on her. She'll do shit to you. Well, I mean, I think she has hypnosis. Yeah, she's called the witch, and weird stuff happens. I think what happened is she probably just hypnotized them. Yeah, but she was good at it. Yeah, and um, you know, yeah, she was. Yeah, Gwendolyn objects for the objects for the castle with the witch Griselda foretold a more gallant lover. She's she's like I only marry for love, which is amusing because you know usually that's not period correct. Yeah. So people make fun of like what Disney kind of shit for in modern movies for making it all about love marriages, but hey, even back then they were making jokes about that. Sure. No, wait, it wasn't even a was it? I don't even know if it was a joke. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, Hubert Hawkins, who's the Black Fox's um, 
uh, show here. It brings a troop of uh, acrobatic little people here from the carnival to replace them so you can fight. But the Black Fox refuses. Mm-hmm. And the King's men find a hideout where Hawkins and other rebels, may, man, or other rebel May Jean, who's called Captain, ordered to, uh, ordered to disguise themselves as wine merchants to take the baby to safety. Now, Everybody else gets Robin Hood hats. Yeah. Yeah, this, Except the black fox. Yeah. Now, you know, not only where it's like they do the scene you introduced to Danny Kay where you have like him doing the I'm the black fox, it turns out he's just wearing the guy's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it was a it was a yeah. pretty good number. I I liked it, yeah. Then he keeps moving the cloak and then another version of him appears and then those versions disappears and then there's all a bunch of short versions of him. So cause he had the whole troop dressed up. Yeah. Wait, where did those co- clothes come from? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, musical logic. Yeah. And there's a there's a back and forth where you have May Jean and you have um, you know Danny Kaye's character where they're back and forth and you know there you know there's some sort of love interest mm. that's <laughs> kind of forgotten a little bit. It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't really come back to it, but they. You know, they may be married, or they probably could be married eventually. They had to hide in a stable or something, yeah. and she's just like, yeah, we, we got to lie down and sleep, um, and he offers her the space, and she's all like, well, we, you need to, you're no good if you're not going to be warm, and I don't remember what, it, yeah. it was logical, but you know, yeah. there's like, oh, are they going to tease, some the movie going to tease some sexual tension there? Mm-hmm. There's shit. Uh, oh, you, you got to move your arm if you make more room and put it around her. <laughs> right. You know, they get up, they start making out a little bit, and they're like, okay. I don't know if they were yeah. making it. I thought they were just kind of yeah. in each other, keeping each other warm. But there's a, you know, when they have that, when they're stopped by the soldiers and they're checking to see if the baby's there. Oh, before they get to the... Yeah, because now it's gotten out that, you know, now it's gotten out that the baby is still alive and there's one more, you know, person for the throne, you know, who they, you know, and he's legitimately not the king, you know, let's talk about the current king right there, but, you know, that made me stop and think, you know... Yeah, well, I mean, I'll get more of this to the end, but I mean, what's this kingdom, you know, which it's established that this is England. Yeah. What's this country going to be like? Like, no, the baby is the king. Um, they usually have, what is it, a regent or something? I don't know. I know there's a thing for that because it's happened before. Yeah, or the ba- the baby is the king, you know. They have somebody ruling in the stead. Yeah. While it grows up. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, they meet the newly hired, uh, but when they, um, when they're on the road there, I mean, where they have that, they have a very clever, uh, diversion where it's the grandfather and the mute girl. Yeah, that's their disguises. Yeah. He has a beard on. Yeah. But where he can, you know, he can, he can only talk to her. She can only hear if he talks into her fingers. He puts her fingers on his mouth. Yeah. You're like, I feel like this is a good thing. And he also pretends he can't hear for shit. So yeah. I think the idea is to annoy the guards until they fuck off. That, yeah, that pretty much, yeah. And they eventually yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh... Quiet baby, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, I yeah. Because the, ba- the baby doesn't cry until the guards are, you know, maybe not long gone, but... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And they meet the newly hired gesture on the road, Giacomo. Yeah, so for some reason Giacomo is also in this barn thing, and he's got to stay at night. Yeah. Is it because there's a storm? Yeah. Okay. I am Giacomo, king of the jesters and the jester of the king. <laughs> and yay, it's nice, but then you know, like, okay, something's going to happen. Well, yeah, because uh, the captain's got this plan to... Uh, they need to infil- a way to infiltrate to get close to the king, and Giacomo's all like, yes, I am going to get close to the king, and then, bong! <laughs> uh, she totally clobbers him over the head when he turns around, so, um, what's his face? Hawkins can yeah. steal his clothes and pretend to be Giacomo. Why am I stealing my clothes? Why am I stealing clothes? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you do that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You know, just, I'm thinking to myself, you know, he's already had this, he's already had this, you know, dance number here. He's proven that he could sing and dance. So, like, well, yeah, good thing he does have the skills to sing and dance. How does it work in a musical? Is it possible for the ability to sing and dance to be just a means of expression and then it turns out everyone in the story is like, this person can't dance at all. I can't dance. <laughs> oh, I'm singing a song and dancing a thing. <laughs> I want to know if there's a musical about someone who can't sing and dance. And, and if they actually sing and dance very well the whole time, but you have to suspend disbelief and it's really hard. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Informed yeah. talent. Yeah. Um. Uh. The, I would say the Book of Mormon, probably. What? I don't yeah. think singing and dancing was. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. Part of the plot. Yeah. Well, there was a part where the one of the missionaries was dreaming about it. It was a spooky Mormon <laughs> hell dream song. <laughs> and he was all of a sudden, he's like, wow, I'm dancing, as I remember. But uh. I and correct us if we're wrong on that one. But, uh, you know, the Hawkins heads for the castle and Jean travels alone, but they're captured by the king's men. And, you know, there's... A, and all the king's horses? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they are um, looking to uh, bag a bunch of wenches for yeah. their party. Really yeah. sketchy. Yeah, and that's when they catch her. Yeah. And wait, he went on ahead in Giacomo's with his. Why do I? Want, I want to say van, carriage thing. You know, it has yeah. a sign in it, but a wheel breaks yeah. off. And a strange, strange stranger. I've. Every time I see these in a movie, I've really just got to suspend disbelief. What, a wooden cart with Yeah, a bit, a because it's just the... When I was a child, my dad and I used to go every year to this place called King's Castle Inn. Yeah. And it was this, uh, this amusement park for kids mm. that was out in, you know, like, somewhere in Western Mass. So we'd travel all day, make a day out of it, but it was like, and, you know, at the time, my dad only had, like, one day off. A week, so it was like it was something like it was planned for a while. As far as I remember, it wasn't that expensive, but everything looked very fake, you know. Like, and I don't remember too too much about it, but um, you know, I have sparse memories. But I remember a a drawn carriage like that, and it just looked odd. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, it just it. And I know it's a movie, and it's cinema. Cinematically, it looks kind of odd because you can tell some of it's a soundstage. Mm-hmm. You know, at least for some scenes, you can see like, oh, there's a road, and you look farther back, you're like, okay, that's very clearly a matte painting. Eh. You know, that's very clearly paintings and such, and that's I, not water. I was confused by some of the clothing that looked kind of plasticky. It's like, is it supposed to be? Silk? Yeah, you said there was something with chainmail. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then I'm thinking, yeah. is it just a scale pattern? Like, did people have their clothes patterned with something that vaguely resembled? Uh, well, I think technically scale mail is what yeah. I, what it would be if it was made of metal. But it was just like a weird shiny metal color printed on it. I don't know. I don't know what that was. Yeah. So, Lord Ravenhurst tells a friend that Giacomo is actually an assassin, <laughs> and who actually had to kill Bron- uh, Broderick's friends, uh, the three Finsdale and Pertwee, to prevent, and to prevent the alliance, and Gwend- Gwendolyn decides to kill Grisdale for lying to her, and promises Grisdale that Giacomo, Griselda, uh, Griselda promises Giacomo as her prophesized lover. Well, she didn't specify, uh, Gwendolyn didn't specify Giacomo. She just wants somebody to come along to get her out of this marriage. Yeah. The arranged marriage to yeah. uh, Griswold. There's a lot of girl, yeah. a lot of genies yeah. in this movie. <laughs> and Hawkins, who is, um, was as Giacomo, is coming in with this really great, you know, song saying that he's Giacomo and he's supposed to meet somebody within the castle who's a planted, you know, help. And does this yeah, whistle that sound? Yeah, there's this, you know, there's this whistle that's. 
and it says a whistle that sounds very much like the sound like when you tweet something. Oh God! Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's well, kind of odd. Yeah, he, he yeah. just keeps adding it into the song and kind of yeah. singing it at people, seeing if he could yeah. find the his yeah. secret contact. Yeah. And of course, when the secret contact comes, um, I forgot what happened. Yeah, but nobody. So like, yeah, he doesn't even remember. Doesn't even notice that you know this guy's there. It's just oh, one he of keeps the getting really. the help. But he keeps getting yelled at by yeah. Ravenhurst. I think so. He's yeah. all like, "Go get yeah. doing the thing." And he keeps yeah. trying to. Oh, but that's an interesting song. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. And prior to his arrival, Fergus the Fergus the hustler. The true Confederate met up with Jean and hid the baby in the basket. Jean uh, sneaks uh, into the palace, steals a key from Roderick's chambers. What I love the most on this is just when uh, Griselda hypnotizes him. Yeah. And then you have that, that snap. Oh, right. That happens. That, that is they, comedically employed. That, you know, and that, that, that snap, and it's the beautiful thing with Danny Kay. Who's able to switch so fast? And I'm sure it was edited down, but you know, movies like this, and you know, especially where it had the like, looking at some of the budgets in the 1950s movies. I mean, this was kind of average mm. for some of those, but some of those things, I mean, they don't edit that much with films in general. Um, you know, where they just try to make the editing to a minimum. So for him to switch so quickly. You know, hear this, and then just be, and then just go to another personality. Yeah. You know that was really really good, and I mean, as far as when I'm watching it in a 4K, you know, situation, can't really see if there's like a little like a little obvious switch. Mm. You know, it seems that he has amnesia every time. Every yeah. time, because he obviously doesn't want to. You know, he's busy trying to do his jester thing. Yeah. And she. T- gives him like the personality of some kind of brave lover type who's yeah. all dashing and whatever and to go seduce her right, uh, Gwendolyn right away and so he goes and he even uses a vine to get to her window and he's all confident and shit and um, yeah then he I think he has amnesia every time he snaps yeah. and goes back to normal yeah. and then another snap brings him back so there's yeah. they play with that with the humor I, I liked that I mean that that was yeah. super clever <laughs> that was super clever, and you know the um, when he's under the spell, and he uh, he receives the orders to kill the three lords, but he gets the key, but loses it to the king, and Hawkins forgets all this. Uh, you know, forgets all this once the spell is gone. Fergus gives him back the basket with the baby, but before he can get oh, it Fergus to... was the spy. Yes. Okay. There, Hawkins called before Hawkins is called before the king. And does the song and dance number. Well, at first, he's wicked awkward. Yeah. Like, yeah. he doesn't know what to do or say, yeah. and they keep, and the king keeps asking yeah. about what's in the, in the basket, yeah. and it's the baby, and it's one quiet of the, fucking baby. One of the great lines at first, you know, when he gets in there, and he goes, you know, and he says, how's the Italian coach? Well, it's a great place for courting Italians. <laughs> yeah. All and right. he talks his way out of really f- Really fast and confusing to get out of answering any specifics about I, I liked questions. this. Yes. I liked this here. Hell if I know yeah. what he said, but that yeah. that means it's effective. Yeah. You know, Griselda is uh, po- poisoning three lords' cups to prevent an alliance, and Ravenhurst believes that Hawkins actually killed them. Oh, yes, because the three of them just dropped dead in the middle of the um, show at the dinner. Yeah, and... This show is so damn funny. You know, I don't want to go over everything line for line with this, but it's worth it if you find this movie to watch this episode. Um, to watch this scene in general, excuse me. But you see this, it's just where Danny Kay's very, very quickness. And especially where it's like he's sitting there and then you have the other knight arrive and the king is kicking him in the back. The king... <laughs> oh, this is the next part in the, yeah. the throne room? Yeah, or the king is kicking him in the back and then just trying to figure out... How oh, to... okay, because the king wants to kill him now because um, at some point uh, Gwendolyn 
uh, Griswold shows up and Gwendolyn's like, I'm not marrying him. I married for love and I love Giacomo. And yeah. I think he's all like confused because yeah. he doesn't remember yeah. uh, seducing her. And see, the kid, um, the captain was there. She was, uh, part of the audience because the king took a particular liking to her. So, um, she helped get the baby out, I think. Right. But I kept thinking they were going to do something like a big silly misunderstanding with the relationship Mm -hmm. because, um, she'd be like, wait, I thought you loved me, but that didn't really, I mean, in her expression, I could see maybe she was thinking like, wait, what's going on? I thought he, you know what I mean? But it didn't really go anywhere. Right. Right. And the, um. But now, yeah. but now the king is like, he wants to get rid of Giacomo. Right. And also, Ravenhurst finds out from somebody at the court that that's not the real Giacomo. Yeah. The, the one guy in the court who had arranged for the meeting and had seen him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where everything gets complicated and twisted. And, um, like, how are they going to get out of this situation? And the, the king's plan yeah. is to knight him and have uh, Griswold uh, run him through with a lance. Now, this was clever comedy that almost was like Three Stooges, you know, so to speak. But where they go through and they have to knight him, but it takes years to be knighted, so they rush him through all the trials. Oh, right. You know, and the my favorite you part... You have to shoot a hawk. Yeah, yeah. Boom, and then, you know, the other guy shoot. Didn't, I didn't even shoot it. No, like... It just falls out yeah. of the sky with an arrow in it. Or the, you know, okay, the candidate must wrestle a wild boar, and they put a little baby pig in the pit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And off screen, the pig just squeals, just... The candidate passes. <laughs> Danny Kaye's face of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, like what are what are we doing here? It just, I oh, God, it's solid gold. It's solid friggin' gold in general. And you know the um, you know, and they so Gene steals the king the key pack, and uh, and Fergus sends the pigeon out to the real black fox, but and. You know, how to try to get the black fox to come in and help fight. But there's a beautiful scene where Captain Jean is almost seduced by the king, but then convinces him that the family has a catchy disease. Yeah. That you get by kissing. Or holding hands too close. (laughs) Oh, dear, I'm not feeling that well. Oh, my God. G-rated STD there. Yeah, just right over the heads of the kids who might be listening to the audience, and the yeah. parents are like, yeah. Yeah, what was it, G? Yeah, it's, it's, it's G-rated, I think, yeah. Because I know back then, yeah. PG, if that was even around, would have been like, there's, you know how they say there's like 80s PG, like a pre-PG-13 yep. PG? Yeah, yeah. It's different, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, nowadays it's not even a thing, really. Huh? Not that too much of it in reality. I don't pay much attention because yeah. I'm an adult and I can watch what I want. Yeah. Yeah, so um, he convinces Roderick to not rush Hawkins through the trial of the coming nights. He wants to... Who's Roderick? Uh, uh, Roderick the king. Oh, okay. They're not rushing through there, but ost- uh, uh, and ostensibly so uh, Griswold can kill the jester... But really, so the black fox can eliminate Griswold. Gene stands to steal the key, and Fergus said, "My pigeon." We went through that, and uh, at the turn, they go through. They get to the tournament. <laughs> Griselda poisons one of the drinks and t- tries to tell Hawkins which one it is. And then that turns into a convoluted rhyming tongue twister yeah, thing. This apparently is an extremely famous scene. It is? Yeah, and it's been referenced for try to and referenced and studied in schools, but it's oh. the vessel with the pestle. Okay, routine. okay, that's it. Yeah. Not the chalice from the wait, yeah. the palace from the chalice from the palace with the yeah. brew is true. The chalice of the palace with the brew is true. The vessel with the pestle is the one you ignore. I'm just like thinking, just just you can remember pestle and the vessel yeah. although I forgot yeah. <laughs> but it's been a day, so yeah. 
He had a shorter time to remember, so. The back and forth here is just brilliant. Flagman with the dragon. Yeah, the flagman with the dragon is the one in the wagon. Yeah, because, oh, because they're discussing this in a crowd, so of course somebody overhears and tells um, Griswold, hey, Mm. they're going to poison one of the cups. Yeah. And though through sheer luck, Hawkins defeats Griswold in the du- in the duel, but spares his life and sends him away anyway. I like the part where his helmet gets knocked off and everyone thinks his head got cut off. <laughs> He's but in the damn body. He just kind of peeks up. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of knew this, but it's um, you know this is a very local thing. But I remember years and years ago with King Richard's Fair. <laughs> Where they used to do that, and uh, King Richard's Fair is a Renaissance fair that's around southern New England. And, uh. They it, call them Renaissance fairs, but aren't they sometimes more medieval y? I don't know. The time periods sometimes yeah. get blur- blurred. That seems to be so. But the, um. I, you know, this Renaissance fair, what it had was it had this knight's duel. And I remember when, you know, I think you and I went, like, for the seventh grade field trip. Oh, you, I got to dunk my hand in hot wax and yeah, make a model. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm a year older than Kaz, but I remember I went and I saw people, like, sword fighting with flaming swords. And <laughs> nice. It was way, way, way up, you know, like, it was more skilled than what it is now. You know, where you have these breakaway swords, and it's kind of boring, and it's very clearly, like, WWF-style, you know, pre-planned and such. So it's like, all right, you kind of see one, you see it all. But this one was, like, reminded me of that. The sword fight? Yeah, the sword that that sword fight from the movie reminded me of that time. And I remember something where, like, I think somebody would lose an arm. You know, like, they looked like they lost an arm, and then they would just pop the arm back out. Ha-ha. You know, and then they would lose the other arm, and then they pop their real arm back wound. out. You know, they, they just had their body suit. It was just like it, the crowd was loving it. I remember laughing my head off, and it was really laugh. But the uh, I'm confused. It, Are you saying that yeah. it was bad or good? You know, in that King Richard's Fair, yes. so it was great. Okay. Yeah, I remember laughing. So, but it looked like as you know, one of the guys would come in and it would chop the arm off and be nothing yeah, yeah, there. Explained. Yeah, but it just, that's there. Um, what I was wondering about why the, the the rapiers are so wobbly. I mean, I've seen that in movies, but I just wonder how can they cut or stab if they're always flopping around. Luck, yeah, really. Yeah. But I, when I was thinking about it enough, yeah. then um, what was it? Uh, Griswold, no, it was Ravenhurst. Mm. Ravenhurst is fighting with swords now. Mm. Well, rapier, rapiers are the skinny ones, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and yeah. he starts swapping at the table and like, you know, cutting chunks of the edge of the table off, and then he, he does, they both do the same with the candles. Yeah. And oh wait, at this point, um, Griselda has hypnotized him to has hypnotized. Um, Hawkins, that he thinks he's a great swordsman, the best swordsman ever. So, of course, he's hypnotized, and he believes it, and he's acting it, and he's totally getting one over Ravenhurst until he says, I could end your life, just like... And he snaps his finger, and then, oh, no. That is awesome. (laughs) Yes. I mean, this whole thing is just great. The back and forth with himself. Like, there are three characters in this scene. There's only two people. (laughs) You know, and one keeps coming in and out, in and out, but when he got the candles and just blew the candles off, like, that was was great. Yeah, he put the sword through all the candles, but it didn't look like anything happened, so Ravenhurst laughed at him, and then he just blew, and then all the candles fell over. Yeah. That's some... uh, some anime chopping yeah. half shit going on. That's just br- yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Except without yeah. the blood. Yeah, it did kind of seem like it was a little demon slayerish. Mm. Yeah. Too. So yeah. Ravenhurst finds the baby, exposes Hawkins as the traitor. Oh, however. that's always hilarious. He has to one. He has to go flash the baby's butt at people. Yeah. <laughs> just like making the yeah. baby moon, moon everyone. Or the real Black Fox sends little people through the secret passage and they rescue Hawkins. And, I, I uh, kind of lost track of why they were moving guards into this giant catapult. 
Yeah. Well, I was. I oh was yeah, yeah. Where all, they all kind of do this thing where they saying, all like lay on their backs and then kick the the guards who were supposedly like knocked out. Belt. Yeah, it's like yeah. a conveyor belt out there, and, and, and each one gets <laughs> loaded into a big wooden spoon like <laughs> catapult and and away into the water, and I'm like. They're fucking drowning. They're going to drown now. This is kind of funny because you watch it in a 4K, you know, concept. Like, you can tell that very clearly that those are dummies. <laughs> like, we know that it's happening, especially where Raven Hurts is flung out at the end of this. And you can mm. clearly see it's very quick, but it's a dummy itself. Yeah. And, you know, and usually with the velocity of it and the way that would hit the water, if they're knocked out, they probably would be dead once they hit the water anyway. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I mean. If they didn't yeah. wake up, then yeah. they're going to fucking drown. Yeah. And uh, finally, Hawkins, when they get them out into the sea, and then Griswold's army and his army are ready to kill the rebels, but Hawkins shows the birthmark of the baby, and then... They, that just incapacitates everybody. Yeah. They just kneel and they're like, "Your Majesty." Yeah, Your Majesty. And <laughs> each section of the crowd, he has to like show the baby's butt yeah. stamp too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the baby would start crying or like, "What I, if?" What I think if, it was the same stock shot <laughs> used over and over again. You're like, close up. yeah, like what if the baby just had a meal beforehand? Oh no! Let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're met. Oh, your majesty. Your mess. <laughs> your message. Mess, mess. Uh, it's not working. <laughs> hey, you kind of got it, you know. You know, but, what I mean. um, you know, they kneel to the baby and then start singing in a song, and then the film ends. Even what I'm surprised is even Roderick backs down. Like, oh, they're like, you're not the king, and he's just gonna take that. Is Gwendolyn gonna take that? She's like... That was a good question on that one, yeah. Now she's... If everybody's like, okay, the baby is the king now, she just got her ass deposed, and I don't... Let's see, for... Well, Roderick, for he murdered a whole family for this yeah. position, and she's... Well, she doesn't seem like she's necessarily that much better. I don't. No. I don't think she... Or him, I don't think either of them would take that the shit lying down. No, no, I, I really don't think so. But it's maybe they I, got and, executed after. Yeah, and I know they, I know they have uh, what do you call it, like the stand-in for that one uh, for uh, for you know if there's a, a young child who ends oh, up being the, king. Is it like regent or something? Regent, yeah, you're right, you're right. So yeah, they have somebody yeah, in power. Yeah, who while acts the, in power until the king until the, the king or queen comes of age. Yeah. And uh, I believe they had that with Toot in common, but uh, which is always hilarious to say. Toot. Um, but uh, it Toot. just, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, I, I, like, I agree with you, and I think about like, what is the state of this country? Like, yeah. no, we are ruled by. You know, it reminds me of Ron Swanson. Enjoy the fact that your overlords are a frail old baby and an old woman. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just I, I. Like who's gonna fill in the power vacuum? Yeah, there's a huge power vacuum right now. And was Roderick really that bad of a ruler? I mean, I'm, I'm I can assume that someone who murders a whole family to get into power is probably terrible. But how was he at running the country? Yeah. Then again, was he? Hmm. Well, Gwendolyn complained about how terrible. Uh. Griswold was. Yeah. So was Griswold like a tyrant or did she just not like him? I don't know. I, I really, really don't know. I, I I just it got me. There's just a song uh, and it yeah. ends. And we don't yeah. have any resolution like did uh Hawking yeah. and um the and Captain Jean get together? Yeah. I'm wondering really if this was a stage play. In general, apparently there was, before this was released, there was a nine-minute-long uh, condensed version of the court gesture, mm. which was only audio done by Danny Kay. Huh. So, were the songs out Fox the Fox? And, uh, and I'll dream of you, my heart knows the lovely song, and the finale version of Life Could Not Be Better. Um, and it says all of it. There, but um, 
and said that um, and there are some reviews of this is that the uh, you know in 1957 Danny Kaye received a global uh, Golden Globe Award uh, nomination for this for Best Actor. What's a Golden Globe? I know Emmys yeah. is TV, Oscars is movies, but movies and uh, but it's more towards the theater. I thought. Okay, what did he got? <laughs> Tony. Tony's yeah. is theater. <laughs> yeah. Tony or, Tony is particularly is Broadway and plays. Okay. Yeah, so as they kind of blend into each other after a while. Mm. Um but I uh, there's more to get into with that here, but it's um you know, it's they really just say that Danny Kay's or a view of it was Danny Kay's legacy and the court gesture has dimmed in passage of time. It was his greatest work and endures only in the minds of aging members of his audience. TV doesn't really work particularly well with this, but the whimsy was of another time. I agree with this fully. Who's saying that? I uh, reviewer da- uh, David Koenig. Oh, you know, so that was one of the reviews. I agree with this. However, they see that it's a history of individual pictures, and you know, and the medieval romp steadily gained a reputation of one of the greatest comedies of all time. I think that this is legitly a good one. I really mm-hmm. think this is one of the better of like one of the better movies you've seen of that period of time for a while. Yeah. You know, it was right about the time where movies kind of they this is almost at the period where the the movies stopped being cranked out by studios just like uh like it was like a uh, like a Model T. Oh. In general, like they just they just get them out, get them out, get them out, and just kind of slow down for a while. Um, but uh, if you look up Brad Jones' year in film reviews, uh, he goes in the one where he did the movies. I think it was nineteen sixty one or nineteen sixty in film, and it shows the number of movies that were produced at the time, like in a full year at that time. Is it like one hundred twenty one or yeah. something? Are the no yeah right? Are the number of movies that are produced like in a month now? <laughs> you know, so it really just shows the difference. I liked this. Mm. I liked this one a lot. I really wanted to know what Dan and Jocelyn felt or how they if they see this. If you're listening, guys, we want to know. Yeah. We definitely want to know. Um, you know, we're going to tell you about 4041 Media in a moment, but we do want to say one thing here. You want to check out our new website, movietheatertabmachine.com. Oh, cool. And, you know, it has our links to our socials shared around everywhere. We, uh, you know, I want to thank, you know, I want to thank everybody who really helped us get this together, uh, especially Mr. Flegler. Thank you so much. Um Andy, you you did a great job. Also, the guy who, uh, I'm not sure how much this is a brag, but the same guy who did our website actually created the website for Polly Shore. Ah. And several others. So it really, really was good. Really was good and did a great job. So um, let's get to fantasy casting. We'll tell you more about the movie or more about that in a little bit. And let's tell you about 4041 Media. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we're back. Oh, man. You've got a look on your face like you got <laughs> something here. I, I had a lot of ideas while watching it. Yeah. Like... Okay. Um, well, did you have ideas? I have one. So I had a few. Okay. For one thing, what if the baby was Tommy Pickles and he just kept running off on adventures <laughs> and everyone had to like drop everything and be like, where's the baby? 
<laughs> but I don't know how he would do without a cast of other babies <laughs> characters to bounce off of. <laughs> For some reason, I know when you said that, the only thing I could picture is the episode of Rugrats where they had a yard sale and the babies had the idea that it was to sell everything in the house. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it just, and oh, I thought about it, and it's just like the amount of crap they all got involved with because of the kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, or stuff they did or the episode where they all went to a restaurant and, you met Stu's boss. I don't remember that. Yeah, and they're, you know, the the boss goes, Hey, waiter! You know, and then they're crawling around underneath the little carts and stuff, and it's just... Mm. I, I remember the creepy skeleton in the dead letter office. Yeah. Yeah, or there's oddity things I was thinking about with that show, but, you know, if he was Tommy Pickles, let me challenge you a little bit, what would he do? Well, he spends most of his time in a basket, so I feel like maybe he'd somehow get out of the keg yeah, yeah. and ride the basket down to the beach, and um, he's floating around, and I don't know, maybe he gets swallowed by a whale and befriends its stomach parasites, and they get out together. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's hard without it without him having like Chucky to bounce off of. Um. Do you have any ideas what he would do? I no, he I would, really don't. Well, no. it usually starts with a doesn't it start with a misunderstanding? Yeah. Yeah, a misunderstandings in general and it's just I you know, and I can't help but think of like the uh the classic episode. Uh, you know, in general where they uh, they have that fantasy where they're all become, you know, adults. Oh. You know, they're like, why Fire. are you wearing a tie? Because that's what helps big people's heads from falling off. <laughs> pushing paper. Yeah. We're pushing paper. It's good. That's what big people do. Yeah. Hmm. I can't remember how language worked. Uh, like, yeah. if you would understand anything. Because they talked about, they misheard, like, the borscht as porch. Maybe that was just Chucky, who was slightly older, so he kind of understood things, maybe? Yeah. I don't know, man. But things were slightly off, and I mean, I'd say he definitely would be wreaking havoc and probably hanging around all the little people. Yeah. And with them probably going back to, like, last week's movie. Mm. In general, they're just having strange, weird fantasies with the time bandits. I just feel like it would be something to do with the basket. Yeah. He'd probably just crawl out of the basket, and then maybe he'd go up on a scaffold or something. And I don't or know. maybe you'd think that every time he goes in the basket, it's closed up. But maybe you think it would be like a time machine what? or something, because everywhere he gets out of the basket, I'm thinking just baby logic. Like he gets out of the basket, it opens up, and he's somewhere else. Huh? So it's like at the tunnel to be able to get somewhere. Hmm. There was the one with the RV where they thought it was a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, um, that was one of my ideas. Okay. Okay. So the one that I had was, uh, you know, one person that I thought could do it all and surprisingly could sing, but I think could do the same wordplay. Eh. Alan Alda. <laughs> As Hawkins. Is it just because it sounds like Hawkeye? No. No, it was just, but Alan Alda in that role, surprisingly, I'm like, oh man, that guy, I'm like, he can actually sing. Hmm. He can actually sing. And I read his autobiography and. Um, I thought you listened to it. Yeah. And I have, I had a copy of it somewhere, but I kept the audio book. You know, it's called Stuff I Learned While Talking to Myself. And uh, you know another one he did called Never Stuff Your Dog. But, you know, where he was talking about how he did this stuff and how he did a very similar when he was on Broadway and uh, with his with his dad. And he, uh, when it was very, very little, he did a, um, a few plays and one that was very similar to this. Yeah. 
And I just, I see this, you know, you'll never outfox the fox, and it just, mm-hmm. I, I see this happening, and it's just, if you had to put anybody or change anything at all, because, um, and for those of you who have seen MASH and have watched it as much as I have, I mean, it, watch Alan Alda for any particular scene. His facial comedy <laughs> is funny as hell. And I just, I see that in the, you know, not much of a change here, but if anybody who could do this, um, I, I could say that. I, I could say this one then. I had my own for this, just kind of as a joke, mm. because his hair and his face, it reminded me as if somebody had stretched out Harpo Marx a little bit. And then yes. I'm like, well, yeah. Harpo Mar- Marx's whole shtick is he doesn't talk. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess he'd be a mime instead of a jester. Yeah. Right. It'd be interesting to see how he'd get around. Um, I guess he'd just dance and not sing. Yeah. Maybe send secret encoded messages yeah. by harp. <laughs> Plausibility. Yeah, the whistle. Instead of the whistle, he could just... Yeah. But then you'd have to lug a harp around. But then again, um, it, it, could you just play the lyric, lyric, whatever that thing is that Gwendolyn had? The little tiny harp thingy? Right. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean I I kind of all I got on this one, but mm. um Oh, I remember I was like, "Hey, that jester outfit. It's all like red and yellow and ketchup and mustard." And I'm thinking, "Oh my god, Ronald McDonald." And so does that mean he has to go entertain the Burger King and then there's all this backstabbing and Gwendolyn would be Wendy? <laughs> and they gonna make Wendy marry I don't know Colonel Sanders or something. <laughs> what happened to the Dairy Queen? She died. <laughs> Who had the baby? Oh god. oh god! Yeah, the baby's just playing with the Jack in the Box. Unless, <laughs> unless yeah. uh, Captain Jean is yeah. the is Wendy, and they're just like, yeah, um, gonna fuck with Burger King. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Gwendolyn could be yeah. <laughs> the, I don't know, that bird from the, you know how there was like a whole cast of, no, or was that McDonald's? I don't know yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's been a long time, but I know what you're talking about, though, <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you have your fantasy casting as well, let us know. <laughs> Let us know. You can go on our website. And my, meanwhile, also on our website, you could sign up for a mailing list. You can learn other stuff that's next, and we can communicate with you. So, um, yeah. So that's about it for us. Okay. Yeah. All right. Quicker, shorter episode this time around, but hopefully we'll all be together again next weekend. And uh, yeah, be good. Take care of yourself. Don't be too good, folks. <laughs>